Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. We are back. We have a really fun topic for all of you today, and that is how to make a million dollars, or really at least a million dollars a year in real estate. Without any further delay, Julie Harris. Yes. So let's define what it would actually take. This is for my note takers. You might want to jot this down. Warning. So a million dollars in gross commission income, known as GCI, you can do that at 100 transactions with 10,000 average commission. We're, we're accounting for, let's just say, on average 20% off the top. So based on the national average of for a $400,000 sale price, a net commission to you of 10000 it would take you about 100 transactions if your average sale price is 400000 Now, many of you, your average sale price is more than that, as it's been climbing year over year. You might have an average sale price of, say, seven fifty. At that level, you'll need 55 transactions. And if your average sale price is actually a million, you'll need about 40 transactions. So that illustrates the differences in average sale price and commissions. Now, if you don't want to make or have any desire to make a million dollars per year, you can adjust this uh, plan. It's about 20 points, by the way. You can adjust mm -hmm. accordingly. You know, just adjust your numbers up or down. But really what we want to expose you to is that you can do it. We've had, I don't even know, thousands, tens of thousands yes. of coaching clients. Um, who have learned how to basically create their own income based on wherever the heck they want to, you know, what they want to earn, because it all comes down to numbers. It's not about, you know, your brand. It's not about all those other things that some of you guys get sucked into. It's really about numbers. It's about knowing how many you have to sell and then working the plan backwards. And what we're going to show you today and this week on this podcast series is how to do just that. You start with a big vision. We're going to use a million because I think everyone can agree that's a, a milestone in earning in any business, let alone in real estate. So we're going to start with a million and work our way back. But don't be intimidated by a million. Or frankly, if you're earning a lot more than that, as a lot of our coaching clients are, don't just yawn at the idea of only earning <laughs> oh, a million. No. You exactly. Know? You know, because a million could be a lot of money. If you're from someplace like Columbus, Ohio, where Julie and I are from, a million is a lot of money. But if you're selling real estate, say, for example, in Manhattan, I believe it or not, guys, a million essentially just keeps you comfortable. And I know that sounds crazy. True, or even, though. frankly, some of the expensive places in LA where mm -hmm. we have a lot of clients. So um, yeah, that's the thing. Open your mind and uh, don't shut off the information you're about to receive just because a million has some sort of maybe triggering event uh, to you emotionally. What we're, again, focusing on is showing you that you can do it, and it just all comes down to numbers. That's right. So adjust accordingly. All the points are going to apply to everybody listening. Part one, again, this is a five-part series for this week. Part one, number one, decide and accept the fact that your success is up to you and only you. Your saying, your mantra should be, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. It's not up to your broker, your market, the interest rates, or who's president. It's up to you, so be responsible for your own success and own, O-W-N, own it all. There will be at least 4 million sales this year, probably more than that, but at least 4 million sales in this country. How many will you be involved in? So we, we oh, the most recent um, estimate from NAR, was it, Julie? Uh -huh. Was that there are going to be 4.8 million transactions yes. this year, right? 
Um, we can talk forever about the numbers and the statistics and all the rest of it, but here's the thing. That's a lot of home sales, especially when you consider each one of those 4.8 million transactions equates to two commission checks usually. That, that is an opportunity to earn a lot of money. So uh, the problem with a lot of the information that's out there that a lot of you guys are reading and consuming and believing is that you're going to believe that there's not the opportunity to you uh, for you to earn a million dollars or $2 million or you know even $100,000. You're going to believe that the opportunity is not there. And that's absolutely not true. Matter of fact, we'll go as far as to say, and Julie just read you guys some mindset points, the opportunity to make a lot of money is actually easier now than it even was in the past seller's market. Why? Because so few people have the skills and so few people, frankly, have the mindset to go after the market because of this market. So Julie, we're going to go through, I think today, five points, yes, correct? Okay, perfect. That's right. So point number two, invest your time before you invest your money. Remember that many people invest four years or more in a college education only to graduate, sometimes, <laughs> with student loan debt and a job that they could possibly hate for the next decade or more. That's what most people do. And yet, agents get really anxious if they just don't pop a million in 32 seconds. You can't skip learning and be earning at the level that you desire. That brings in a great Charlie Munger quote, right? Yes. Uh, people overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can actually do in 20. That's right. And that's where the work comes in. So work, if you work sporadically, you're going to get sporadic income, but work consistently and you'll achieve momentum a lot faster. The stages of learning, which you'll want to jot down real quick, these are real. I see this, the coaches see this every day in every single coaching call with every one of you. The stages of learning. The first one is called formulation. That's where you're getting ready to get started, creating your plan, doing some research, you know, figuring out what you don't know yet. That's formulation. Then you get into concentration, and this is where many of our coaching clients are. This is doing the actual work, learning and actually using your skill. This is a lot of work, work, work. Sometimes I get results. Work, work, work. Where are my results? And then one day you get into the third stage, which is called momentum, repetitious, predictable success. Work, work, work. There's my results because I have honed my work. I have upped my skills and now I have a predictable outcome and income. Those of you who have read our or listened to our best-selling book, Harris Rules, and frankly, listen to this podcast, uh, you have heard us use, Julie just gave you the stages of learning. We've described that in the, uh, using the analogy of a plane taking off. And that's really an easier way to sort of visualize what Julie just said. But the bottom line is, is that you're a pilot, right? In your job, Julie and I just got back from ringing the bell on Times Square. What a magnificent experience that, that was, was awesome. truly. I, still, yep. I look at that picture and I say, how could that have just happened last Wednesday or Tuesday? <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Yeah, so we were uh, you know, sitting in the plane waiting for the plane to take off. You look out the window, you see the pilot and the co-pilot and everyone else checking everything, making sure everything's ready to go. All the passengers loaded, all the luggage where it's supposed to be, everything's ready to take off. Uh, so think about this, guys, and I'll relate it back to the stages of learning. Uh, this, and it's really important that you conceptualize what I'm saying because then you will relate to it and it'll actually help you. So imagine if you're the pilot and you're doing the job of checking out the plane. Now the plane's all loaded. Everything's ready uh, you know, to take off and you're now taxiing out the runway. 
Now you're sitting, all of you, I'm sure, had this experience. Now you're sitting at the runway. The plane is ready to take off. The plane starts to shake and shimmy, makes all kinds of noise. And then the pilot throttles down and the plane just jets down, pun intended, jets down the runway. And then you could feel the front landing gear starting to lift off and you could feel the plane starting to gain altitude. And maybe you get little bubbles in your ears, the whole thing. The plane starts, shim- you know, depending on what you guys get. You've been through all of this before. Mm-hmm. So the plane is going, putting its most energy in while it's trying to get up. Usually the planes will uh, level off at one altitude and then they'll go to another altitude. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Yeah, so the plane's going to be shaking and shimmying as it's you know breaking free from uh, the runway, breaking you know trying to get up to cruising altitude. And once it's up to cruising altitude, then what happens? It gets quieter. You're, they start serving your your beverages. You can go to the bathroom. The you pilot can... gets out and goes to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. That always freaks me out. You know, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So people get more relaxed. Uh, you know, your neighbor two seats away gets inebriated. You guys have all had those experiences, <laughs> most likely. Well, that's when you're at cruising altitude. And then occasionally, what's going to happen is the pilot's going to know that there's storm clouds uh, coming, or maybe it's a quicker path for some reason because of the air currents. So the pilot's going to decide to go to the next level, and then he's going to throttle down again, and then he's going to go to the next level. You guys get that? You've all had that experience. Now, here's the thing that most agents and most people do in their lives is they will get ready to get started. In other words, they'll load the plane. Everyone will be ready to go. Everyone's going to be seat belted in. Everyone's going to be, and they're going to taxi out to the runway. Everyone's going to go, finally, we're going to take off. We're finally going to get to our destination. We know we have to get to cruising altitude, but the first thing that has to happen is we have to break the bounds of gravity and get up to cruising altitude. What most of you do is you spend too much time loading the plane and you never actually taxi out to the runway. That's what most people in their lives Mm -hmm. do. It's a lot of getting ready to get started. I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year, so I'm going to read a bunch of books, watch a bunch of videos, go to, you know, join a gym, and then you actually start going, and then most people quit around April or May. That's a statistic that happens with gym sales, so much so that the gym industry actually counts on really great sales in the fourth quarter, even our first quarter, even uh, overselling the amount of space they actually can have. In other words, if everyone who had a membership used the gym, they'd have problems. Um, because they know come second quarter, let alone third quarter, most people are going to back off. Because that's when it gets hard. That Well, that's when it gets hard, but that's when people fall back into their patterns, sure. their, 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 their comfort level, uh, the comfort of falling back into what was familiar. You know, it sneaks back in them. That's a lot of pe- the reason a lot of people have ups and downs in their weight, mm-hmm. ups and downs in their finances, ups and downs in every aspect of their lives because they don't keep that throttle down. Remember what I said? You overestimate what you can do in a year. You could underestimate, most people underestimate what they can do in 20. So if the pilot then, you're in the plane, you're the pilot, and if all of a sudden you start throttling down, some of you have gotten ready, got started, get started, and now you're actually you know, accelerating to clear the runway. But then what a lot of you do is you'll actually take the throttle and you'll pull the throttle back. I think it's push the throttle forward or pull, which is it? You'll I, slow down. I know. You slow down. There you go. You slow down. Then you have to taxi all the way back. And then you have to do the whole thing again. In other words, you got ready to got start, get started. You never, you didn't put in consistent effort for long enough to actually clear the runway. Now, some of you, yeah. now we're dealing with probably less than 10% of you, will actually clear the runway. You'll actually get your plane in the air. And then as you're ascending to the point where you're going to be at cruising altitude. And by the way, cruising altitude are where things get super easy, relatively speaking. As you get to cruising altitude, what a lot of you guys are going to do is you're going to say, you know what? Oh, this is too much work. This is too much work. Or you're going to say, this is, I'm going to go, you know, um, you know what? I'm going to go chase this shiny object. Or, you know, maybe, you know, you're the pilot, right? Maybe I'm just going to go back and, you know, 
Maybe I'll just tell everyone we're going to hop in a Greyhound bus and drive to the designation. I got one. I'm going to hire a VA to fly, to fly the plane for me. <laughs> exactly. So, Oh, you know what? I need to go work on my brand or my logo or my team. Yeah. You don't develop – you have not actually gotten to the point where you've reached cruising altitude because you did not put in enough effort initially. And then what happens is the plane then has to reland, go back, uh, and then start the whole process again. If you have had a life that's all about – getting ready to get started, and then maybe actually you clear the runway, and then you never actually get to the point where things start to get easy, that's the exact reason. Because here's what happens. If you keep the throttle down, and once you get all the way up to cruising altitude, the air is clear, it's a smooth ride, like I said, you know, you could start relaxing, and you can actually stay at cruising altitude for years. In the real estate business, you can stay in the cruising altitude for decades. And that will happen after two or three years if you really did put in the real work initially when you're getting your plane off the runway. If you didn't, you will never get there because you're always you know, essentially restarting, starting over again, starting over again. Oh, you know what? It was too much effort for me to load the plane. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to, you know, it's too much effort for me to uh, clear the runway. I'm going to go try, you know, this magic idea or take this magic elixir or take this red pill versus the blue pill. All these different things that you guys do. You don't focus. You don't follow one course until successful. Break free of that pattern because if you want to get to cruising altitude, that's really the only way you're going to do it. Now, here's the amazing thing about cruising altitude. Once you're there, You've got consistent money coming in. Your life is easier. It feels like, frankly, everything you say and do is almost on autopilot because guess what it is? You don't have to really think about how to solve problems. You already know how to do it. You can anticipate problems before they happen. You're making consistent money. You're saving consistent money. Life actually is what you've always dreamed of. Now here's what happens. You can actually decide. Let's say, for example, you've got a great house great life, great everything, but you want to actually go to the next level, it's not that difficult in real estate because all you've got to do is go, and this is not what we're talking about in essence, but increase the number of active listings you have at all times from maybe five to seven. Increase the number of listings you have from seven to 10. You just have to increase the number of listings you have and then almost automatically you increase your revenue, which allows you to go to the next level. That's very different from virtually any other business for a whole bunch of reasons. But get clear in your head. If, you've, if you're somebody who has never in your entire life, not once, actually gotten to the point where you're highly successful, it's not because you can't do it. It's because you quit too soon and probably because you didn't take the right fundamental learning processes. You didn't learn how to actually do it when you were getting started because you were spending too much time, frankly, looking for shortcuts. Well, that's right. You cannot get to cruising altitude if you skipped the takeoff. You cannot get to takeoff if you didn't load the plane, okay? And we do see this in coaching all the time. There's a, a large amount of time spent in that formulation, getting ready to get started, doing your takeoff checklists, doing endless amounts of role play, studying this, studying that, analysis paralysis, and not even getting off the runway. And then some of you are really trying to get off the runway, but you hit a hiccup and you land the plane again. You got to do it all over again. Well, you're, you're, you're confused in your head. You think leads are hard to find. Leads are easy. You think that leads are your, if we survey a thousand agents and we ask, what is it that your biggest challenge? All of you are going to say lack of leads, 
Leads are never your problem. It's knowing how to pre-qualify the leads and making them into viable customers. That's where the challenge happens. I could drop 100 leads on an agent and, a lead, and because the agents don't know how to pull out of all of those potential customers, which ones are real, which ones are wannabes, and which ones are nevers, you are never going to actually learn how to make a lot of money. That's the reason that so many of you are so dependent on being fed leads where someone has actually done the pre-qualifying for you, but you're giving away, what, 40 and sometimes 50% of your commission because you just don't have the skill to know how to essentially pre-qualify the lead. Remove from your mind that leads are hard to get. Remove from your mind that it makes sense to buy buyer leads. It never does. Buyer leads are the easiest thing ever to get. Point number three. Point number three, you must have the following immediately. Failure to be great at these four things will handicap your success. Remember, we're talking about how to make a million dollars a year in real estate, adjust accordingly, but we've got to have some place to start, right? So you must have these things immediately. There's A through D here. A, scripts. Now don't freak out when I say scripts. A script is just an organized list of questions, which makes it easier for you to close if closing is appropriate. And just uh, to be very clear, we do want you to memorize our scripts, but we want you to then to internalize the scripts and then we want you to personalize the scripts. We do not want you to take our scripts and then personalize them. If you personalize the scripts before you've memorized them and before you've internalized them, then you will never actually be effective. The scripts are written, the questions are written in a specific proven order that will get you the result that you want. What a lot of agents will do is they'll say things, it's just not for me, those aren't my words. We know they're not your words. Of course they're not your words. There are scripts, but you've got to memorize the scripts because in the memorization, well, Julie, you it, explain it, it's it best. It's really the internalization. But, exactly. But Julie is a professional musician. She used to play in orchestras. And when she was learning to play, you had to memorize the piece of music. But then after that, you were uh, you would play it musically, which meant that's when you started to personalize it. Yes. And even before you memorized that piece of music, you had to have a whole lot of torturous, egregious <laughs> scales in your head, in your fingers, and that would work. But without that, everything else was so much harder. You can't uh, personalize if you don't understand why you're asking the questions that you're asking. That's the internalization part. When we work one-on-one -on -one with coaching clients, we make sure that you know why are you asking that question and why are you asking that in that way. So for example, you might ask, which agent are you already working with? Or what price has your lender told you not to go over? That's well, different than questions that don't get the right answer. Or pre-qualifying a buyer. Julie just gave you one of the questions. Another one was, I assume because you're calling me directly, you've not yet committed to uh, another agent, right? So what you're doing is you are finding, you're going to ask the questions in such a way that you know immediately when you're talking to somebody, what's the nature of that lead? And now we're, Julie was just giving you some buyer scripts, but really where the rubber meets the road is in the listing side. And so you get a lead in. You, hopefully you're going to get 100 leads today. You follow our scripts. What you're going to realize that all of our scripts, all of our pre-qualifying scripts are all designed for you to efficiently and quickly pull out which of those buyers are actually sellers. Because you're going to get a lot of people, especially in the, you know, let's say 400 plus price range, that have homes to sell. Maybe they're VRBOs, maybe they're rentals, maybe they're primary residences that are going to need to be sold before they buy their next one. But because you guys don't have the skill to actually ask questions in such a way that the buyers or that's actually a seller in disguise will want to answer, you're losing out on becoming a listing agent. Yes, and, and yet you think the problem is you don't have enough leads. It's not true, guys. Leads are the easiest thing ever to get, especially buyer leads. Yes, so you must have the following immediately. We started talking about scripts, specifically proactive lead generation scripts, open house scripts, lead follow-up, 
basic conversations with your center of influence, pre-qualifying, and closing. Scripts are simply questions which lead you easier to a close. Now, point B, pre-listing package, not your brokers, not something you found for free online, but a proven, powerful, and personalized pre-listing package. Point number C is a listing presentation, and D, yes, indeed, we have a buyer presentation. You cannot be wandering around in the wilds of real estate expecting to make a decent income if you don't have these things, not just under your belt, but polished. You have to invest in your time in these items before you spend your money on anything else. That's an excellent point because all of you are being led to believe that your best efforts should be going towards your branding and your marketing and all the rest of it. Julie and I will coach you guys how to do all of those things, but you've got to understand all the marketing and branding in the world is not going to overcome a lack of skill. Full stop. I've seen so many agents fail that have had great Instagrams and YouTube videos and all the rest of it, but they absolutely positively do not know actually how to you know, pre-qualify. Well, maybe they can generate a lead, but they don't know how to pre-qualify the lead. And then if they actually get the lead to agree to, a, say, a listing appointment, they have no pre-listing package. They have no listing presentation. They don't know actually how to do the work. The market where you could get away with a lack of skill is gone. That was a market that was being fed by fear of missing out, FOMO. So the buyers were going to buy anyway, with or without you. The sellers were going to sell with or without you because of the nature of the market. People were not that selective in who they were going to choose to work with. Now they are. And some of you are suffering needlessly because you're discovering on the job that people are not so readily willing to work with you because of the fact that they are discovering other agents who actually have skill who are then winning that business. And that is going to just get worse, certainly over the next 12 months, maybe over the next 24 months. Last market was about who, basically who you know. Now this market's about what you know. That's what our coaching program is all about, and we've made it easy for you. Simply text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372, or just go to premiercoaching.com. You can join Premier Coaching right now for free, and that yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris-certified coaches. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. Point number four. Point number four, you cannot... Be weird about being a salesperson, about talking about real estate, about talking to people. Don't be a secret agent. It is not profitable. Now, we did do a podcast called How to Be a Real Estate Rockstar for Introverts. So if that's your issue, you have got to get over this immediately. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This is a thing. You cannot be weird about being a salesperson. This is a contact business, both face-to-face, voice-to-voice, video to multiple viewers, but ultimately, real conversations. And I'll never, remember, I'll never forget, rather, uh, something I heard from Jeb Blunt, Fanatical Prospecting. He said, and you know, he studies and, and teaches not just real estate salespeople, but salespeople in general. He said after studying and teaching all of this at corporations, et cetera, et cetera, he said, the number one and number two salespeople in any organization make on average 40 to 50% more calls then the number three, four, or five. And once you're below five, the rest of them are virtually making no contact. Well, there would be a relationship there, wouldn't there? Now, a contact, ready, listeners, listen to what <laughs> Tim and Julie Harris are saying, because this is something that will save you an unbelievable amount of uh, you know, trial and tribulation, but also stress. A contact is a conversation using your voice with a decision-making adult. It's not someone who opened an email. It's not someone who viewed your video. It's not someone who liked your whatever. 
It is a conversation with a decision-making adult. If you want to have a, a very unfair advantage in this marketplace, call people. Have conversations because everybody else, especially if, you know, look at the agents in the last 74% of the agents that are in the industry right now have only been in the business for 15 years or less, which means they've only come in the industry when all the focus was on branding, marketing. Um, you guys, it's not always been like that. It's, and it's not because the old ways are the old ways and the new ways work better. It's just because when the market is buoyant and it's a seller's market and there's FOMO everywhere in the market, marginal ideas rise to the top because they seem sexy. But when the market changes, what you're going to discover are, especially now, if you have the ability to have a conversation with someone using a scripted professional approach, you will 100% of the time have an advantage over the agents who have never learned those skills. And the probability of you competing with anybody who uh, actually has those skills is virtually nothing because, like I said, 74% of the agents have only been in the business for 15 years or less. In the last 15 years or less, most of what's been taught to agents has resulted in their premature failure in the real estate industry, which is one of the reasons that we believe that the failure rate for agents has actually the time, you know, the lifespan of a, a new licensee has gone from basically two and a half years. Now we believe based on our own tracking that it's now around 14 months. So why is that? It's because agents are not being told the truth about what it takes to be successful in this business in any market. It's about being willing to have purposeful, meaning, com meaningful conversations with you know, your prospects that lead them to a decision about buying or selling real estate. Everyone believes that you're supposed to drip on them, put them in a CRM, you know, may, do a video for TikTok where you're dancing around pointing at words. That's somehow in your minds going to make it so that you don't actually have to have the, the uh, skill set to have meaningful conversations with folks. Please, you keep doing your social media. You keep doing what you're doing, but learn to have the purposeful direct conversations. If you combine passive lead generation with proactive lead generation with the skills to have conversations, you right there are the most phenomenal agent in your marketplace 100% of the time. So keep all these thoughts in your mind because the reality of it is this market is going to crown new kings and queens. This market is going to make it so that maybe agents that wouldn't have been very successful in the previous market are going to dominate. And it all comes down to what you know. And if you want to enhance it with who knows you, then go for it. In the meantime, guys, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Tomorrow is day two. Have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.